Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Hospitality Digital Marketing Podcast, presented by HSMAI, the Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International, and its Digital Marketing Council. And now, your host, Lauren Gray. And hello and welcome to this edition of Hospitality Digital Marketing. I am your host, Lauren Gray, where every week we get to spend 15 to 30 minutes discussing digital marketing specific to the hospitality industry. Now, from last week's podcast, you knew that we were interviewing uh, Ms. Holly Zoba, Senior Vice President of Signature Worldwide, who uh, also is a recent recipient of the uh, HSMAI's Top 25 Exceptional Minds in Sales and Marketing for 2014, and also co-chair of the Digital Marketing Council, where Holly and I have spent a number of years together uh, discussing and keeping up with um, all that's digital marketing, including uh, HSMEI's Digital Marketing Certification Program, specific to the hospitality industry. It's been adopted by uh, several brands such as Marriott, Holiday Inn, and so forth, and Hilton, and uh, independent hotels as well, as a means of measuring the uh, knowledge of a person when it comes to digital marketing, specific to hospitality. But anyway, uh, back to our interview. We, uh, we split it up in two because it was quite a lengthy interview. We had a lot of fun talking to each other, as you probably heard from the first half of the session last week. And this is the continuation of that conversation, which we're talking about the changing roles of the sales team in uh, the hotels and what they have to do to adapt and how to become better at how the uh, demand of our industry has changed. So without taking too much away from the conversation or slipping in between both of them, we bring you back to Ms. Holly Zoba. Absolutely. I could not agree more. And it's such a perfect opportunity if, again, the hotel salesperson would uh, embrace it a little bit more. It's such yeah. an opportunity for them to, to use their evolved sales skills. I do believe, and I said this at the beginning of the conversation, I don't want to um, lead anybody to think I don't uh, believe that uh, sales skills have evolved within the hotel business. We're not snake oil salesmen anymore. Mm-hmm. We really are much more consultative in the hotel business. We want to work with our clients to find a great solution so that we can serve them uh, better. And so, you know, we, we have the concepts. We just need to take those concepts and apply them to the digital world, and that's where the sticking point is. Right, right. Well, I mean, again, trying to explain, um, again, internally here, agency-wise, with the younger generation is to getting them engaged with what we do and giving them the elevator pitch. What, how do you describe what we do? And, of course, what we do is digital marketing. Describing that in the context that the average person would understand is very hard to contain in just a simple statement because there is, to your point, there's such a diversity of what this, this medium is, whether it's personal computers, smartphones, cell phones, tablets, gaming consoles. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the uh, cars are coming out now with engagement, it, the, the smart TVs. It's all interactive stuff. It's the Internet of Things. And, and digital strategy is about really just creating the communication medium on the platform of choice of the person you're wanting to talk to. And it doesn't mean always selling them something. And, and to your point, the salesperson, a, a good evolved salesperson, isn't just trying to push the product. They're trying to create the engagement to show the value of why the, the purchase is assumed, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm that's, that's it, exactly. Uh, 
they they provide the engagement and the way that the only way that they can provide the engagement with today's multi uh, level decision makers uh, is going to be through uh, various forms of digital marketing. And so again, you brought it home to uh, that's why the salespeople really need to evolve to be the drivers and owners of digital marketing. I mean, you know, who owns digital marketing in the hotels right now? It's, well, we'd like to think that there's a, a person on the side that's been certified that knows the mechanics of it uh, through the certification program, that they at least know the tools and the levers and the buttons. But it, we've gone through the evolution of, of handing it off to uh, the junior grade front desk person that just knows how to log into online, and that yeah, turned right. into a disaster. And then you have salespeople that have it as a secondary thought to their primary goal. It hasn't been, to your point, uh, given the value of designation and bandwidth at the property level that it needs to be. And the um, revenue managers seem to be stepping up and wanting to get involved with the analytics uh, of digital marketing, which is logical uh, because I think they probably have the most analytical minds mm -hmm. on property, but it's not necessarily the best idea to, I, I, this is again where I think salespeople need to embrace uh, analytics a little bit more because the the revenue manager role is really the whole management of supply and demand, not creating demand. Right. And that's the creation of demand is where you're going to need the salesperson to take a look at the analytics and spot opportunities. I just, uh, you know, not to say certainly that revenue managers, that there aren't some revenue managers who are capable of spotting revenue opportunities. Uh, you know, that's certainly not... Um, true, but in terms of being, you know, that's my, as a, I am in fact a salesperson, and that's my life's ambition is mm -hmm. to spot opportunities, mm -hmm. and it's just the way that we're wired, and so I really feel like uh, the hotel salesperson needs to get into this analytic side and uncover some of these missed opportunities. Oh, I agree with you, I'm, and I didn't realize I'd missed I'm referring to revenue managers because I know that my experiences with revenue managers back in the day before I came to this side, um, it, it's a very hard combination to make because revenue management is, is all about anticipation, forecasting, as you say, but it's based on fundamental yeah. numbers that aren't related to demographics and uh, intent and, and all the things that marketing is associated with. I mean, they're looking at uh, occupancies and ADRs and compressions and elasticities and all the things that make up for good forecasting. Uh, to set rates and so forth, but it's not about the art of getting the people in the door, like you said, creating the, right. the demand for it, and they're, they're not exactly. experts in that. And what's interesting is, and you brought up the certification, um, just for the podcast world, uh, we, the Digital Marketing Council at HSMAI, created the Digital Marketing Certification, and really the people who are stepping up to take the certification, uh, it's much more from the revenue management side than it is the hotel sales side. Mm -hmm. uh, and so they have the desire to learn. Um, and again, I think it's, uh, you know, I think when hotel salespeople think digital marketing, they think search engine optimization, attribution modeling, and immediately, you know, their, sort, their eyes sort of glaze over, like, <laughs> how boring is that yeah. stuff? Whereas revenue managers think, wow, attribution modeling, how yeah. cool is that? Get me some, I gotta get me some of that. Give me some attribution exactly. modeling. Exactly. <laughs> So I know what I'm suggesting is um, could be painful for some, but I really feel like if, if salespeople began to learn uh, about what all this means and, and didn't immediately write it off as being boring technical stuff, 
I really think that they would love the information mm-hmm. that they're getting, and it would help them to do such a better job. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And now a word from our sponsors. Today's show is sponsored by HEBS Digital. HEBS Digital is a full-service hotel internet marketing firm providing direct online channel strategic advice and award-winning website design. They help hoteliers take full advantage of the direct online channel and turn their websites into the hotel's main and most effective distribution channel. The hotel internet marketing company provides hoteliers and travel executives with expert advice, concrete recommendations, and sensible solutions to critical internet-related issues that are crucial for the very existence of your hotel and travel company. That is H-E-B-S Digital at H-E-B-S Digital.com. Back to the podcast. That part, absolutely. Um, and it is it is fun talking when you're talking technical with revenue management about marketing, forecasting, and the, and the data. That's one thing that often that we talk, you know, put the buzzword big data on stuff. But the data that's associated with marketing, digital marketing now, that didn't exist even just a year and a half ago or even right. a year ago, the data that can be used by revenue managers is astronomically valuable. It, it, and then with what revenue managers can do with it, they hand it back to marketers, digital marketers, th- that say, wow, I didn't know that we knew that or I didn't know that we could use that. And then going out to market with it, better informed about what better way to convert. It's, it's a powerful combination that needs to be brought into the system. You're right. It, it really is. And, you know, uh, my hat's off to revenue managers because they are really trying to do their part. And I just really feel like the hotel salesperson needs to step up and do their part. But, again, that's only going to happen when hotel owners and managers recognize that they have to change the structure of the hotel salesperson's job if mm-hmm. they want that to take place. If they can, you know, if they keep on saying hotel salespeople go out there and uh, make those sales calls to get group sales, uh, it, it, you know, the, the hotel salesperson is not going to embrace the whole digital marketing side. Right. It's, very, very true. It's not going to happen. So it's got to. It's really got to be driven a bit from the top. But hopefully, some hotel salespeople will have some curiosity and maybe be interested. In, and certainly, my my hope is that we see a lot more hotel salespeople taking this digital marketing certification. It's not the end all. Uh, tutorial for everything digital marketing, but it's a spectacular uh, guide to the basics Mm -hmm. so that if you have to manage digital marketing, you know what's possible, you know what to be looking for. You know, we cover uh, the best practices of websites and SEO and paid advertising and rich media and uh, most importantly, the analytics. I think if you understand what's possible, then then you can work with the revenue manager and say, okay, you know, you love the analytics side, get me this information, and then and you know it's possible. Right. You right. don't necessarily have to be the one doing it, but you at least know that it's possible. Yep. Now, I, being a willing participant in that process of development, I can say that, you know, we ne- it was never created to be the, as you said, the end-all, be-all of all things. It's, it's to create the baseline of understanding that what, what tools are out there to be used. And I can also say it was very humbling to work with the people that put that together. I mean, you're talking about major industry people that know not just about it, but created most of what was being done with it. So, you know, the context of the of the content of the of the guide, and then getting the certification, you walk away from it feeling comfortable that yes, the world changes a lot, and maybe the maybe the methodologies or the new platforms move and shift and stuff. But fundamentally, I think the the, the success of the certification is the ability to recognize those shifts because you know under you you understand why it does what it does, not just of it. And I think that makes it a very powerful thing. It's very true. And your point about the group that put it together, it was just, I think, the best possible way to put something together. We had a 
group of experts, uh, and it really was humbling because it made me see, okay, I know a bit about SEO, I know a bit about emailers, uh, but when you have an expert on SEO sitting on that board talking to you about uh, you know, the fundamentals, it was just such an eye-opening experience, and we were able to take all of that expertise in these various topics, and I, I don't know about you, but one thing I definitely learned is there's nobody who's an expert in nope. all of it. Nope. I mean, nobody. Nope. Uh, but taking the, the knowledge from these individual experts and putting it together in the certification really just provides this great tool. I mean, we've collected it all and put it in front of you. Now you just have to read it and apply. Yep, yep. Well, I, I tell you, it was painful. The, uh, the uh, You had sponsored the last podcast, uh, and you had given me that recording of a bad uh, <laughs> call, and I'm I'm laughing, but I'm laughing in a sad way when I played that, played that into the to the podcast. I'm like, I'm laughing sad because it is so true. It's not like really. It was no over dramatization. It was a cringing reality because as from previous GM hotels, I'm like, and you listen to call throughs and stuff, and you want to you know see how your sales team's doing, your front desk doing stuff, and you cringed. I mean, there's horror stories even beyond that. That. The, the, the even worse circumstances of how we handle our guests and all. And I just have to applaud the fact because, you know, of anybody's perspective of why the world needs to change, it is you. Because I know, being a friend of yours on Facebook and seeing the wonderful travels that you do to spread the <laughs> word of joy, of learning better ways of engaging with your guests, you have a firsthand knowledge of, of the deficiency at the property that, yeah, they know that they need to understand this and stuff, but no, they don't have the funding to do it. No, they don't have the aptitude or the interest. So they think. But in fact, it's the fundamental key to the solution that they have to begin to put this into their process, as you're saying, redefining the sales role so that this and revenue management all work in collusion to each other. Absolutely. I mean, I, I do see it firsthand all the time, and, and that's why I think I'm so passionate about it, because it's maddening to me. I love hotels. You know, I, I would never sell to another industry, and it's sort of to the point you made earlier. Hotel people are nice, kind people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to sell to a different industry because they might not be so nice. Yep. Uh, and they're smart. I mean, I, I have run into some of the brightest folks in the hotel business, and uh, they need some help, uh, again, from hotel owners understanding that fundamentally mm -hmm. some things are going to have to shift. Yep. And to your point, I think from now having almost a year under my belt on this side of the fence, one of the highest demand and one of the things I've been doing the most of is you can't hire a third party. You can hire agencies and so forth to do the work for you because you can't internalize it yourself. But the real success is when you begin to internalize what you can and contribute that percentage that's needed that can never be replaced from the property's engagement. You, you, somebody else can do right. a lot of the work for you, but they can't do all the work for you. And so the property at some level has to contribute a level of, of interest and, and content. And, and the nice part is that the properties are trying to self-facilitate their own solution by saying, yeah, I just need to understand this. Can I go to training that learns how to do this, you know, so I can use yes. it? I think that's so funny. How do you know what you can outsource if you don't even understand? It's very true. Very true. But, you know, I mean, I, I think outsourcing, uh, you, you have to outsource. It, it would be crazy to think that you should do your own website, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, but how can you hire a website company to develop a website for you if you don't understand the fundam fundamentals of what that website is trying to accomplish? So true. I mean, they're, they're just going to do what you're asking them, but yeah. you know, they should be the professional. You're, you're hiring them to be the professional, but then they're just doing what you're being asked them so they can say, well, it didn't work, but we did what you asked. 
And you're exactly. sitting there like, aren't you supposed to be telling me that what I told you to do was wrong? And they're looking at, no, because you're giving us money. We're going to tell you that you're right. <laughs> you know? That's right. And there's a lot That's of them out there that do right. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it, it is. And, and to your point, the education, the awareness of what even to know and to ask and to know how to facilitate your own solutions is, is a critical. You do realize that we're splitting this podcast into two podcasts now because it's twice as much of the time that we would normally have for it, and there's not a drop of this that I want to cut out. So it's like <laughs> they're going to have to listen for two sessions on us talking about why it's so cool to do this stuff. <laughs> we promise. See, we're fun people, and we like it. Yeah, we love this stuff. Come on, join the game. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Is there another point to be made that we haven't in some fashion or form, or is there something of any other detail we have to? Um, I know that we're going to do a sponsorship with Max and that we were going to chat about Max because we both know Max from HEBS uh, Digital, but I'll just do another commercial off to the side and, and stick it in the middle of it so that because uh, he's sponsoring this edition of it, or at least the first edition. Don't know the second edition. Maybe both of them. Who knows? Maybe he's going to be <laughs> loving this thing and he wants to do both of them. I don't know. But is there anything we missed that we wanted to chat about? Uh, you know, I think we really covered most of the points. Um, you know, hopefully we have made some people realize that some changes are going to have to be made. Uh, and, you know, I think if I could just kind of reiterate, every conference that you go to, every hotel conference that uh, I attend, and I attend most of the brand conferences and all, all sorts of uh, different ones, the biggest topic of conversation is always these OTAs. And it always cracks me up because the owners are so frustrated with the expense of doing business with the OTAs, yet uh, it's what they're comfortable doing. And so until they can step outside of their comfort zone and try something else, the, the status quo is just going to continue. And, uh, you know, in, in the training world, what we do constantly is change behavior. Pe that's in my elevator speech. People think... You know, I like to say that we make hotels money, but the way that we make hotels more money is because we change behavior. And let me tell you, that's hard. Anybody <laughs> who's ever been on a diet will tell you or tried to quit smoking. Change is hard, and I'm not completely sure how much more pain um, owners are going to tolerate before they're, they're finally going to say, um, okay, <laughs> let's yeah. fundamentally look at and how we're going to change things to embrace as opposed to just tolerate this mm. new uh, way of doing business. And, you know, and, and you make a very good point where for the GMs or the property managers that are out there that are, are still pushing it back, saying that I run a hotel or I run a resort, this is not, you know, this is not something I need to worry about or do or whatever, eventually an owner is going to walk in their door and say, do you know how to spell PPC? And if they don't, uh, they're going to say, well, this, this guy over here, this woman over here does, and that's supposed to be part of what makes us make business, and you, you, you kind of put yourself out of that position. Because there is this migration of, of understanding requirement, that it is a part of the curriculum and needed. I know I get the privilege of speaking with a few universities, recently uh, University of North Texas, and the kids that are going through the hospitality programs and stuff, they're hungry about the integration of things. They're not worried about, oh, I, when I grow up, I want to be this or a GM or this. They're saying, I want to run hotels. I want to be in hospitality. And they are eager to understand that digital marketing in their world is a part of the daily process. So to them, it seems to be common sense that this is a part of what they need to learn to be good in the hospitality industry. And anybody that's, uh, that this was introduced to while they're in hospitality and they're taking that distance to it, um, they might find themselves on the outside looking in on some of this stuff. Yeah, it's absolutely true. Once again, those young folks, well, hopefully the, that will inspire the existing um, group 
to learn a little more and learn a little faster because, you know, there is this whole generation coming up that this is second nature to them. Yeah. And it is integrated. However, what as, as we talked about this quite a bit when we were developing the certification, uh, what, they, what the younger generation uh, has in tech savvy, they don't have in hotel experience. Absolutely true. And so, uh, you know, again, the integration of the more senior folks uh, with the newer folks, there's a lot of potential. I mean, it's exciting. It's mm-hmm. going to be an exciting time. But, um, and, and, you know, certainly there is progress being made. It's not like there are no directors of sales who aren't becoming very oh gosh, no. uh, smart about integrating this. So, uh, you know, I have certainly in the last couple of years seen the direction inching mm-hmm. <laughs> the right way. But I just think it needs to be faster. I think... You know, it's so funny. I always have wondered why I feel so strongly um, that uh, digital marketing, social media, all of the above is so profitable. And it's because I have a theory. I'm I'm a big craps player. And my theory on gambling is if the first time you play craps, you win, you are going to like craps probably forever. (laughs) Uh, And you're probably going to be a gambler and Hopefully it doesn't turn into a problem, but <laughs> <laughs> I think the same is true. I, when I was uh, in the hotel business, it was probably the mid-90s. I had a very unique opportunity to partner with AOL, which is um, a little bit funny. Back then, they were a big deal. They were a huge and, deal. Yeah, and I ran a bunch of hotels in uh, D.C., and we partnered, uh, the headquarters was in Virginia, and we partnered with AOL to provide all of the content for what they referred to back then as their digital cities. So they had digital Washington. And, you know, this is, again, in the early days, people today can't comprehend that uh, the information, if you wanted to find out information on what to do in D.C., you couldn't Google it. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't exist. It wasn't there. And so... What our company did in D.C. was wrote all this content about things to do in D.C. And we put it online in this digital city. But my condition was, we'll do all this work for you, but I want two hours live every night for people to be able to ask one of my people questions. Hmm. So, you know, it was revolutionary at the time. Honestly, my GMs wanted to kill me because I had to come up with the labor then to man these computers. And so this was perhaps not my most brilliant marketing idea, but we called the person the tacky tourist. <laughs> it was a character. Are you kidding? That's awesome. Actually, all of this is awesome. That <laughs> was so forward-thinking. So. You're way ahead of the curve on I, this. Well, that's, you know, it just, this opportunity presented itself, and I worked with some very smart people, and we came up with this idea, and it was unbelievable. So, <laughs> so as people, for these two hours, what do you think the number one question they would ask the tacky tourist? Oh, my gosh, Where, for the D.C. market. Um I don't know, bars and restaurants, I guess? I think that would be the most interesting thing that they ask about. What would, what would they do? Where where should I stay? Oh, okay. Gee. And it, exactly. I mean, that was the number one question, where should I stay? And it's so interesting because the rule that we had in our company, we uh, the tacky tourists were actually just a bunch of front desk clerks um, who signed up for these two-hour shifts, basically, and they sat in front of their computer and they answered these questions. And so we gave them training to be able to answer these questions. And the rule was when somebody asked where they should stay, 
of course, we wanted to sell them on one of our hotels. Of course. But we always had to be very transparent, or else I knew it wasn't going to it wasn't going to work. We weren't going to be seen as a good um, mm. source if we were saying, "Oh, you're coming to the Air and Space Museum. You should stay at our hotel in Georgetown." Right. You know, they were going to get there and realize this is bad, and we didn't want that. Right. So, what we had to the rule that we had internally was: you have to be honest. If they need to be someplace where we don't have a hotel, you have to tell them the hotel that's closest that we like is this hotel. However, that's not, you know, I'm, we run hotels. That's not one of our hotels. Nine times out of ten, they so appreciated that honesty that they would end up saying, well, where is your hotel? How far away is it? Mm -hmm. All right, it's, it's half a mile away. All right, I'll, I'll just stay at your hotel because I have a friend. I trust you. So we ended up making um, on these two-hour shifts, a, a, a ridiculous amount of money in about I bet, six months. I bet. I mean, somewhere in the neighborhood of three hundred thousand bucks, and for these Jeez. ten hotels that we had in D.C. And See. so I had this success early on, and I saw what this um, consultative, uh, transparent, honest, informative approach could do from a revenue standpoint, and I was hooked. Well, again, you've shown me that I'm only following what you do, Miss Top 25, because if you ever get a chance, go look at thirstyeditor.com. I did this innocuous third-party recommending site that just happened to feature a lot of the restaurants and bars and the hotels around the Florida market as an arbitrary third-party, uh, and it did really good about uh, being a platform to talk about them, but not near the success numbers or earliness that you did. So once again, I'm feeling humbled by the presence of being able to chat with somebody that's not faster, bigger. <laughs> You're so funny. Unfortunately, AOL recognized how much money we were making, and uh. so they took it over themselves shortly thereafter. <laughs> <laughs> but I still have the Tacky Tourist mug and T-shirt. There. <laughs> at least there's some residual value to the process of it. <laughs> you know, we can probably make three podcasts out of what we're doing now, but I do want to make sure one thing's are If anybody has questions about Signature Worldwide Training and, of course, anything that they want to direct directly to you, how do people find you and how do, how do you want them to reach out to you? Uh, probably LinkedIn, email, Holly Zoba at SignatureWorldwide.com. Okay. Long, I know. Uh, or, you know, uh, through LinkedIn, obviously. I'm, I'm fairly active on the social sites. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will be there. In the, oh, yes, and the Hospitality uh, Digital Marketing uh, Conference the, the, for HSMEI is right at the back end of the Adrian Awards in New York City at the Marquee. February 28th, is it? I'm just talking off the top of my head. It's uh, at the end of February. February 24th is the Fourth, Digital Marketing you. Conference. And on February 23rd, I'm actually teaching the Digital Marketing Certification Prep Class. Excellent. So you can come and spend six hours uh, learning about uh, various digital marketing opportunities. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Holly, I, I cannot even begin to thank you how much fun this was. Um, I, 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 you know, the worst part of it is is that I don't know of anybody else I can have this much fun with that I'm going to interview from now on. Well, maybe. I don't know. But it's going to be really hard. This is the benchmark now <laughs> that everybody else has gone, I don't want to do the podcast with you because you and Holly had so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're always fun. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, we'll just have to come up with another. Now that we've talked about the subject with you, we'll have to come up with other subjects and we'll just keep this going. You turn into a co-host. We'll just be like, hey, let's bring everybody else on. We'll have fun. Uh, but thank you very much for joining the podcast on this. And uh, this will be probably the ending of the second uh, podcast and maybe even a little third when I look at the time that we've spent for it. But either way, it's been fantastic. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I loved it. Truly a great conversation with Holly. Um, a ton of points being covered as to the perspective changes of properties. I know I chimed in on quite a few things, only because Holly and I have been 
together so long uh, on the Digital uh, Council for HSMAI that we've been able to share a lot of points and counterpoints, and I am an advocate of everything that she was pointing out in this interview. Um, to hear the entire interview in its uh, complete without it being excerpted between two podcasts, we will have the audio file posted on hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com under unedited um, interview with Holly Zoba. So if you want to hear the whole thing through, uh, minus a few edits at the beginning at the end, because, of course, we had some banter back and forth before we started uh, our dialogue. But uh, anyway, so that was a, a wonderful, wonderful conversation with Holly. Again, she is the proud recipient of HSMAI's Top 25 uh, Exceptional Minds, Extraordinary Minds in uh, Sales and Marketing for Hospitality. And uh, again, we'll probably have to have her come back just because there's always a continued conversation to not just what she was talking about, but also to uh, so many other things that she has a strong presence on and opinion on and a firsthand experience with dealing with the, uh, the, the, the push from the property level side to developing their sales team to be a much more effective digital sales team in all the things that they're doing, not just for group sales, but for transient sales as well. Well, that does it for our podcast today. Thank you so very much for listening to the second half of the presentation uh, with Holly. Um, next week, we're going to be tackling a little bit more onto the social media side. We're going to jump a little bit into Twitter. And, uh, of course, the, uh, the, the usages and the bane of usage, potentially, of the uh, Periscope app for Twitter, the live broadcasting app, and the Meerkat app, which uh, kind of predicated uh, Periscope and was presented in the South by Southwest uh, conference in Austin. And uh, Periscope's answer to that, and now Periscope being added into Facebook, and just lots of things that are moving quickly. Now you can do live video. What does that mean? How do you leverage it if you want to leverage it? Is it too far advanced to be worried about? what properties should be interested in it. All that will be our next week's conversation to this. So until then, thank you so very much for listening to the Hospitality Digital Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray. Have a great week. You have been listening to the Hospitality Digital Marketing Podcast with Lauren Gray. Presented by the Digital Marketing Council of HSMAI, the Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International. All views expressed are those of the host and his guests and do not reflect upon HSMAI or the sponsors of the podcast. Podcast and its content is protected by international copyrights. Any use not authorized by HospitalityDigitalMarketing.com is in violation. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.